0: It's intermission time. It's great to get out to the movies. So hi. Hello. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I am excited to have you here. Obviously I told you I watched some of your movie TikToks. How did you start doing that? Yeah well I've always like
1: loved the internet and making videos on the internet since I've had access to the internet and so at first I just made like TikToks about movies and books and songs but then I noticed when I started sharing my opinions about things that I didn't see other people saying um, people really liked it and people started to engage with it and so I just kept going down and posting those videos and I really enjoyed like seeing the response that they got
0: would you say that you're a highly opinionated opinionated person
1: I would say that I'm very open to change and open to new opinions
0: Speaking of the internet, you posted a TikTok I saw today that I thought was kind of a cool concept. You wrote, it was something along the lines of like movies that are like aware of the internet. Do you know what I'm talking about? yeah. Can you explain that?
1: Yeah, I think a lot of like movies today get the internet wrong because a lot of them are written by like really old people. Yeah. But I think like movies like eighth grade and how, I think movies just aren't aware of how young people use the internet. Like whenever... In high school movies when they're like, oh, like, look at this post. Like, everyone, like, the entire school's seen it. And, like, that's not what inter- the internet is used for and how, like, people talk on the internet. And so just how people, like, exchange ideas on the internet. Like, one of my favorite movies is Eighth Grade. Mm-hmm. Um, like, coming-of-age movies. Because I think Elsie's journey, like, looking on the internet and posting videos of herself is just so relatable. And trying to mimic, like, YouTubers that she's seen online. Um, and so I think that's why it's important, like, when younger people write movies and write about
0: the internet,
1: uh, because, yeah, it's just w- more relatable.
0: Yeah. And what were some of the movies? I forgot. You You probably mentioned Eighth Grade in that TikTok. Do you remember yeah. any of the other ones you put in there? Um. It, no worries if the, you can't think yeah, of it. I there doesn't need to be a pop long. quiz. <laughs> I yeah. just thought that was a cool concept, because especially from, like, your perspective, like, it's your yeah. generation and you're like so many movies are trying to incorporate even like when movies put the little text bubbles on the screen (laughs) like in it sometimes it's so awkward and like not organic or it doesn't even look like what an iphone text would look like it just takes you out of the movie completely
1: yeah even down to like how people text with like grammar and like um like
0: emojis and hashtags it completely like takes you out yeah because it just feels so (laughs) inauthentic I feel that um, I want to ask you, just to get to know you a little bit better, what movie like first comes to mind um, in describing your life? If you were to pick one movie, it kind of describes your life, either in general or just kind of like where you're at in life right now.
1: Um, okay, so right now I'm a senior in high school. Okay. And so a movie that I think really encapsulates how I'm feeling is Palo Alto. Cute! Yeah, um, and just like how it feels like everything... And nothing is happening at once. Mm -hmm. Every indie movie. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Um, But especially like the character of April, how I think in coming of age movies, the characters are kind of like naive, but April is more spectative. Like she knows that this time in her life is temporary. And so she's just kind of watching her classmates from afar. Mm -hmm. And she's, yeah, she's just kind of, I don't know. It just feels very, like, stagnant and still, yet everything is happening too fast, so. I love that. Yeah.
0: Okay, well, speaking of Palo Alto, I mean, I love that movie. I'm from the Bay Area, and so Palo Alto is, like, you, oh, where you're from L.A., obviously, you're in high school still.
1: Yeah, I'm from Santa Clarita, which is, like, the suburbs south side of L.A., so
0: very suburban area. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think when I think of indie movies, like coming of age, I like Perks of Being a Wallflower comes Mm -hmm. to mind. Did you ever see that movie? Yeah, I did. Like, or um, even, I thought you were going to say, I actually had a movie in mind that I thought you were going to say. Oh, Lady Bird. I was just thinking like senior year, like the final kind of, I don't know what happens after this moment. Yeah. I mean, I was Lady Bird for Halloween two years ago. So cute. very close to my heart. I love, I'm a huge advocate of movie references for Halloween costumes, obviously, because I like movies, but it's the, it's the best kind of costume. It's like, if you get it, you get it. Yeah. Um, okay. I want to ask you kind of like a big grandiose question, but how do you feel about like the landscape of film right now, specifically, like something that came to mind is movies like Oppenheimer, Barbie, these like really big movies that are coming out and bringing people to the theaters. Do you think that in the future, movie theaters are going to start catering to those types of films? Or do you think we're still going to be kind of like in the streaming world? Or what do you see like happening right now and in, in, into the future?
1: I actually haven't seen Barbie or Oppenheimer. No way. Which is like funny because my account is my, doing Me just films. assuming. <laughs> no, I mean, it's kind of crazy that I haven't seen it. But I definitely think it's a good thing that people are going to the theaters at all because I've heard so many people say that oh why would I watch a movie in a theater when I could just watch it from the comfort of my home which is insane to me mm-hmm. um, it's an entirely different experience going to the theater and so I th- I think that I, h- I hope that this will bring more people to movie theaters and just experiencing sound and the image on a screen in a theater with a group of people who are all coming to see the same movie experiencing the film together and I think it's so beautiful so I, I hope It brings more people to the theater in the future.
0: Do you think like your peers are still wanting to go to the theaters? Is it something that you see kind of fading away in popularity, like with the people that you're around?
1: Yeah, I definitely do see more of a push for streaming and especially television and series. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I went to a movie theater, like with a friend. Uh Usually it's by myself because no one just wants to go. Yeah. And so it is kind of sad to see it dying out. But yeah, again, hopefully with events like Barbie and Oppenheimer and just the internet phenomenon that surrounded it, I hope that it'll bring people to the theater and especially younger people.
0: Okay, so speaking of going to the theater then, since you didn't see those, do you remember like a film you saw recently in theaters?
1: Yeah, the last movie I saw in theaters was Past Lives, which I really loved. Yeah, I saw it with my mom.
0: What was your takeaway? What did you think?
1: I... I thought it was beautiful. It was a very quiet film, which I love. I think a lot of movies nowadays tend to be very fast paced and overstuffed with a lot of like dialogue and content. And so I love that it just stayed in the moment and it kind of let me breathe a little bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but a beautiful story about romance and time and culture. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Have you seen it? Yes, I love it. I saw it in theaters
0: too. I cried a lot. Yeah, I cried. <laughs> I want to talk about your top four on Letterboxd. I saw that. I think you may have even changed it recently. Oh, I do change it a lot. Really? Yeah. Okay, so last time I checked, you had the House of Jack, <laughs> built, Antichrist, Twin Peaks, and the Piano Teacher. And <laughs> yeah. now today, I looked, and I think it's slightly different. Do you know yeah. what you have up there now? Um, I have Twin Peaks,
1: Fire Walk With Me, The Fly, Antichrist, and... Can I check? Yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. pull your phone out.
0: How often are you changing it? I change it every couple of weeks because I'm I'm indecisive. I love that. And and what's the I want to hear your barometer of what makes a movie make it to your top list.
1: I rarely like movies right after I watch it. Usually a favorite movie would be something that I watch and I think about and then I come back to and I'm just like, wow, this is great. But yeah, the, the last movie was after Yang.
0: Oh, cute! Yeah, that's a great movie. Actually, that reminds me, you did a TikTok on the director, right? I'm yeah, Coconut. It, yeah, tell me about him. You're a fan. I yes, I'm. A, I'm a fan. Um, he's only released two
1: future films, but I just love how he treats every image like a painting, and the way he explores, like an after Yang AI, but race and culture through the lens of AI. I think is brilliant, and his style and his way he goes about filmmaking is just so delicate and it's so beautiful. And he really, he's he's very passionate about film. Like, you can just tell. Yeah, he used to edit video essays for the Criterion channel. So, like, I really want
0: him to release something right now. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. What do you imagine his next movie would be about?
1: I'm hoping it's something, like, larger scale with, like, a bigger story. Because I think, again, like, I love movies that just let you breathe. And so... I don't know, maybe something with like with technology, because I really loved how he explored technology. I think a lot of movies today tend to like demonize technology and AI. But in After Yang, he explores it and talks about what it means to be like a human and how memories play into our lives. And so I think it's really beautiful. I hope it's something with technology.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, That movie was insane. I absolutely loved it. Like visually Mm -hmm. so good. I would love to see another movie of his.
1: On some old home movies.
0: This episode of Intermission is brought to you by Nervous Breakdown in a Floral Dress. Who is that? I'm gonna show you a quick, What is this? Hey, it's your video. You just got mixed up or something. No. Yeah, what are you, dancing for the camera? Witness the unraveling of the mind and a relationship in Glorious 16mm, starring Rico to Rubiarte. Mother. <laughs> I know why you can't find it. Look. It was in my pocket. And Chelsea Lopez. A film by Caden Larocchi. Playing now at the New wow. Orleans Film Festival. I found this tape in my closet when I was moving. Visit <laughs> NewOrleansFilmSociety.org to buy tickets to the virtual screening. Do you love horror? I feel like a lot of the movies, on, uh, like House of Jack Built, that's a horror. Antichrist. like, Is that something you're drawn to or what's your genre?
1: Well... I'm I'm very early in my film journey like I'm I'm still very young um but recently I've been loving I'm j- I've been trying to get into body horror Okay um, yeah <laughs> I mean I think I'm, my parents don't understand it but No it's big it's it, like a yeah. thing I
0: I'm too scared I'm a baby I can't <laughs> even watch um what's the Timothy Chalamet Oh bones and all Yeah I'm too uh, nervous yeah. I'll watch it eventually <laughs> I think, yeah, I'm a
1: very squeamish person too, which is why my parents think it's weird that I like body horror. But there's something meditative for me about watching body horror. Like, for example, in The Fly, when I'm watching Jeff Goldblum turn from man to human and, like, there's limb stretching and his face is getting distorted. You're
0: really selling me on it.
1: (laughs) I don't, like, suddenly I'm just aware of every like inch on my body and my nails and my hair and my skin and how it feels. Mm -hmm. And I just feel very present. And so it's almost like cathartic in a way for me because I feel very in the moment. And I think body horror allows us to explore like our physical condition and what is when, what the human body is capable of. And, I just think there's something very like meditative about watching body horror.
0: What is another movie in that world, like in that genre, that you uh, have seen that you also like? Um, oh, I I really love Raw and Teton.
1: Which <laughs> I did a I did a high school filmmaking summer camp last summer, and they showed us one movie throughout the entire course in a theater. And the one movie they showed was *Titan*, which I think is like a funny movie to show to a bunch of high schoolers. So
0: I don't know. What was but your, since you told me that you don't love movies right off the bat, what was your takeaway after seeing it?
1: That was the second time I watched it. Okay. So I was, I mean, everyone was like screaming and running out of the theater. Cause it's like a bunch of teenagers. So they like gave no warning, but I really love, um, also just like how body horror can explore like gender and sexuality, like in bones and all. Um and how it can be like a beautiful thing. Another movie is like Cronenberg. I loved what is it? What's the new one? Crimes
0: of the Future. Yeah, that's what I was gonna yeah. ask you. I was facing on the name. Yeah. <laughs> I just love Crimes of the Future you liked yeah, you'd I, recommend. I liked it. Okay. Yeah. That's that's also on my list. I'm like such a baby. I need to like dedicate one day to all these movies. <laughs>
1: I think I think people like sometimes write off body horror as like cheap horror or just cheap entertainment. Um, But I wish more people gave it a chance. I think there's something very comforting about just gluing your eyes to the screen and not looking away at something that is terrifying, but that is us.
0: That's beautiful. (laughs) I'm honestly, you've really changed my mind. I was kidding at the beginning, but I'm glad (laughs) I'm intrigued. Yeah. Crimes in the Future, like I I feel like from what I've heard in in the trailer, it seems it seems like what you're describing, like you can't look away. It's all made with purpose and intention mm-hmm. and, I guess, a, a twisted form of beauty. Yeah. I'm probably going to butcher how to say his name. Lars von Trier. <laughs> did you see his video about posting yes, looking for a, a girlfriend, did. Amused. I wanted to read it. Uh, let me try to find it. I feel like
1: it's the most sane thing he's done or said, <laughs> which is hilarious
0: it was very yeah. succinct so the director posted was it was not an instagram video yeah. i think and he says i'm 67 years old i have parkinson's ocd and at the moment controlled alcoholism in short with any luck i should still have a few decent movies left in me i'm looking for a female girlfriend muse and despite all the whining on a good day in the right company i can be quite a charming partner thank you for your infinite patience He's putting all of his cards out there and I respect <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. But so you you thought that was his most I, sane work? Uh yes. It's the most sane thing he said. Because you seem to be a fan. You a few of his movies have made it to your top four, right? Is it yeah, top four, I'm,
1: five? Four? Yeah, top four. I've been I'm still skim I'm still getting into his filmography, but I love I love melancholia and antichrist and I really admire when directors just put things on screen that people are too afraid to talk about or like I love Antichrist um and I always tell everyone like the
0: Willem Dafoe fun fact do you I don't think (laughs) I know it oh wait Uh, (laughs) wait tell me um
1: (laughs) like that that is like schlong was too massive so they had to use like a prosthetic oh i have seen this and <laughs> yeah. i love that you
0: said schlong <laughs> i mean uh, yeah <laughs> that's incredible and what what a great rumor to go around about yourself yeah i mean cheers to you willem yeah um melancholy is beautiful i love that movie Kristen dunce yes right? yeah. that every scene in that movie could be framed i yeah I, um, would you sign up to be his girlfriend slash muse? Um, I think he'd go to jail if that happened, <laughs> but
1: yeah, maybe if I was like 50 years older. Okay. I think, I think he needs a little help before like I get into a relationship with him, like maybe <laughs> some therapy, but yeah. You can fix him. I, maybe I could. Yeah. I'm really curious to see who's going to be his girlfriend. I'm sure
0: he's gotten so many emails. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. I guess I must've not read the whole thing. Cause he does say his email at the end. Like, I it Does your interest in film make you want to work in film or do you feel like this is just a, a hobby of yours?
1: Yes, I definitely want to go into filmmaking. Um, in I've, what regard? Right now, I mean, I, don't, I haven't explored all areas, but I love writing and directing. I love being on set and working. I mean, I've only done like short films, student films, but... I love like working with actors and being there in the moment. Um, yeah, I right now I'm doing a program called ghetto film school and it's like a three-year fellowship. And it's just been so amazing meeting other young creatives because my school is very STEM focused. So that's kind of the reason why I started my TikTok too, was because I was looking for other people to connect with other young people to connect with about film and about art. So I think just having a space to talk about that is beautiful and it's very it allows me to express my opinions so i don't have to rant to my friends who have no idea what i'm talking about
0: i absolutely love that i think that is so cool and you seem very passionate about movies which is exciting um what is it do you have a filmmaker that comes to mind of someone that you feel like um, you want to put a spotlight on, like, it deserves more attention than they get. I guess we were talking about the director of Past Lives, but do you have anyone kind of top of mind that you've been into lately? Yeah, I just
1: posted a video about Maya Darren, um, and she's was oh, that for your your women highlights? Yeah, yeah, I mean, I've only I only have one part to that, but <laughs> it's coming, <laughs> it's coming, yeah, it's coming. <laughs> um, but yeah, she really pioneered the American experimental cinema and brought it to mainstream audiences and i love her i mean meshes of the afternoon is on like the british film institutes or the sight and sound 100 like list um but i just think it's so beautiful and the fact that she was a woman too during that time um and she used it like she incorporates dance and dreams and psychology into her films and they're very beautiful have you seen any of them Mm -mm. I, I would really recommend watching Meshes of the
0: Afternoon. Okay, yeah. that'll be top of the list. <laughs> Amazing. How did you come across her? Um, the summer camp I did last
1: summer was just talking about experimental film. And we watched Meshes of the Afternoon. And I I, I knew nothing about film when I came into that camp. Like, I only recently started getting into film. Mm-hmm. And I just remember watching that and... It was the first experimental film I had seen. And so I realized, like, film can be anything. It doesn't have to be linear. It doesn't have to be... It doesn't have to have sound. It can be anything. Um,
0: so I just really fell in love with it. Could you see yourself doing something like that? Or is that not your style?
1: I I don't even know what my style is, yeah. I just... I, I'm so early into my filmmaking career. Um, but I... Yeah... I I would love to play around with that and playing around with editing and sound as she does. So she's a big inspiration to me.
0: Badass. Okay, we're going to do a segment called Rapid Fire Questions, and I'm (laughs) going to ask you questions, and I don't believe there's wrong answers. (laughs) I think they're just opinion-based, but just try to top-of-mind first answer you can come up with. Okay, are you ready? Yes. Have you ever lied about watching a movie? Yes. Yes. What movie or movie? Oh, actually, what movie? Can you co- think of one? Oh, um,
1: <laughs> American Psycho. <laughs> Have you still not seen it? I've seen it now, but I used to lie about it. Yeah, yeah, love that, love
0: that. What movie or movie character, oh, do I remind you of? What movie do you see me in? Oh, um, Barbie. Oh. I, don't- I haven't even seen the movie, <laughs> actually. Thank you. I just lied about seeing it. <laughs> Director that sounds like food? Director that sounds like food. Like their name? I don't know. I'm gonna skip that one. I don't get it. Sorry. <laughs> Do you believe in red flag movies? Like, if someone were to be like, "I love American Psycho," you would be like, "That's a red flag. I'm not gonna date you."
1: Uh, it depends who it is. If it was like a teenage boy, definitely. But
0: I mean, if it was a girl, I
1: don't. Know. Okay. Uh,
0: best movie you watched this year?
1: Okay. Um. Uh, I I loved Past Lives, and I, it really stuck with me.
0: Dream, Blunt Rotation of Filmmakers. <laughs> Lars von Trier. Um, David Lynch. got a girl wig. Amazing. Yeah. yeah, you're a David Lynch girly. Uh, a movie you wish you could live in. Um, any of, like,
1: the Barbie movies, like, the animated ones. Cute.
0: Uh, actor you think would make a great director. Um, Florence Pugh. I, think. I agree. <laughs> I could totally see that. Favorite decade of film? Maybe the 90s. Yeah, I was going to say 90s. I'm like just saying my answers in my head <laughs> and then comparing them to yours. <laughs> favorite movie theater in L.A.? Well, I guess you don't necessarily live in L.A., but do you have a favorite movie theater you go to?
1: Uh, I love Braindead.
0: Uh, I still yet to go. I have to go. Yeah, Braindead really, Studios. Really cool. cool. Have you ever walked out of a movie theater? Never? Never. A film you wish you could have walked out on?
1: Oh, um... I... The Spider-Man movie? I don't know.
0: Like, the most recent the one? The most recent one. The anim- animated one? Yeah. Interesting. I feel like people really like that.
1: Yeah. You didn't I, like it? I was overstimulated. Okay. It was is very, like, fast. Yeah, you like, you like the... Yeah, you I mean, I, it I was like beautiful, but... It was also three hours and I had to pee,
0: so... (laughs) When it's three hours and you gotta pee, you gotta pee. We need to bring back intermissions. (laughs) Oh, my God. Three hours, I think. Yes. Yes. That is a plug if I ever heard one. Favorite foreign film? Uh, See, suddenly, like, every film I've ever seen. Yeah, this is what happens to me. I can't ever answer half the questions.
1: Recently, I watched High and Low by Kurosawa. Okay, I
0: still haven't seen it. And you liked it? yeah. A movie you think is underrated. Um, I think I'm screaming.
1: <laughs> I think a lot of like documentaries I've seen are underrated. Love a dog. Um, yeah, Marlon
0: Riggs work. Very cool filmmaker. Living or dead, you wish could make one more film. Cogonata. Cute. Best streaming service. Um, out of like the main ones, HBO by far. Max. Max, sorry, Max. <laughs> Live action filmmaker you'd like to see make an animated film. I think David Lynch would be cool. I don't know. Has he made I don't made think so. Animated? I don't, no, I don't think so. Yeah, I that think, would be interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I, not that I know of. A film you think people like, oh, sorry, lie about liking. Um... <laughs> I think I don't I don't know. I'm trying to think of what I lie about. Like I lie about a lot of things. Just kidding. <laughs> mm. I'm like really trying to think. I mean, right after I saw Inland Empire for the first time, I definitely lied about getting it. Yeah, <laughs> and, then I, I, and then I had a cocktail too, and I was like, okay, so we all are confused, right? And it was fun. Um, You've seen Inland Empire, right? Yeah, maybe like I don't know, Tenet. Yeah, oh okay. <laughs> yeah, tenant perfect. Yeah. People probably it's all the time. Oh, I was saying lie about liking, I see. I was lying about getting it, I guess. But yeah, tenant. Tenant I actually like and I feel like I'm an outlier, but I really I know really like no, a lot of people like it. Yeah. But that's a that's a confusing one. Should you be able? Oh, I love this question. Should you be able to DM on Letterbox? <laughs>
1: Definitely not. <laughs> really? I think <laughs> you should. Most <laughs> <laughs> like to.
0: annoying, pretentious people getting together. No, I <laughs> that's don't. so funny. Actually, I just saw a video. Um, I think I sent it to this group here about maybe I didn't about a couple that met through Letterbox. Or, oh, I saw that. Yeah, yeah, very. Which I don't
1: understand how, but I don't understand like commenting under I mean you can't even like reply to it comments be- it's kind of beautiful it is beautiful <laughs> you yeah. have to
0: really go out of your way yeah like coded reviews <laughs> <laughs> like give this movie one like if you want to go on a date <laughs> should uh mm, if instead of rebooting films we to- retold them from a different character's perspective which film would you like to redo so like instead of doing kind of like um, a new Batman or something. Pick any movie, and whose like different perspective would you have wanted from that movie? Um, I can I say a movie that I like liked
1: because it was from a different perspective. Sure, I I love Twin Peaks Fire Walk with Me because it's from Laura's perspective, and I think it was like the perfect addition to the series. Totally. Also, there's like a fan made game that just came out a couple of days ago. No way, and it's really fun. Yeah.
0: Like Twin Peaks. What kind of game on what platform?
1: It's it's just a desktop game, and you can like interact with the world and inspect objects. It's so cool.
0: Whoa! I love that. I'm gonna check that out. And you you've played it? I tried it out. Okay, very cool. I'm trying to think of an answer to that question myself. If a movie was from a character like a different character's perspective, I feel like any movie from like. Like a Spagoli or like some sort of like silly character in a movie, Uh, Fast Times. I'm trying to think of another. Just any character that's like an outlier, like has like a few lines and they're kind of silly. I would love to see a movie from their perspective. Just kind of like bopping around life being like not the main character, like literally. That's my answer. (laughs) Okay, we're going to do a Kill Your Darling segment and I'm going to list... Directors, and then you have to pick a movie from each director to like save out of their filmography. Okay. Like well, you f- basically your fave. David Lynch.
1: Twin Peaks Firewalk With Me.
0: Celine Siama. Um
1: Portrait of a Lady on Fire.
0: Oh yeah. fuck. I I know who that <laughs> is. I love that movie. Yeah. I did not know how to say her name. <laughs> I love that movie. Bong Joon Ho. I love Oak Chung. Dennis Villanova. Ooh, um. Enemy. Cohen Brothers. Whichever what's the what's the most popular one? Mm. I mean I my favorite is Fargo. Okay, yeah. That's what it I was gonna say Fargo. Yeah. <laughs> I love that answer. <laughs> whatever is the most popular. Uh, Fargo uh, that's like the only one I've seen. Oh brother where art thou. Um they did like a uh, ballad of Buster Scrubs. Oh yeah, um, I really like their movies. Greta Gerwig, Lady Bird, Paul Thomas Anderson, Boogie Nights, classic love, Hayao Miyazaki.
1: Ooh, I mean, I'm seeing all the popular ones, but I love Spirited Away. Yeah, it's okay to like <laughs> the movies are popular I, for a reason. Yeah, I'm saving them so everyone else can watch them, too. (laughs) Christopher Nolan. Oh, gosh. What's the the memory one with, like, the... Memento? Yeah, Memento. Memento. Love
0: Memento. That's a great, like, if you love a mindfuck movie, that is a perfect mindfuck. Uh, Sophia Coppola. The Virgin Suicides. Yeah. I I feel like that's most girls. I mean, she's such a girl's girl. She is. Francis Ford Coppola. (laughs) The Godfather,
1: so my dad can watch it. Has he not starry seen movie? it? No, it's oh, a oh. short movie.
0: Wong car, why? Fallen Angels. Amazing. Okay, I'm like, this segment's hard, but you answered almost everyone. <laughs> uh, your fantasy movie, what would be, like, your dream scenario, since you said you might want to end up working in um. film? Um, your dream movie, so, like, what's the genre? Who's in it? Where does it take place? Give me a hypothetical movie. Okay. As detailed as you can and as quick as you can.
1: Okay, since it's very relevant, um, maybe like a commentary on the rich and the upper classic, a satire about a bunch of people going to space to live on Mars and it has (laughs) Is it like humorous? Like Triangle of Sadness? Yeah, very very humorous. Very relevant. Um, It has... <laughs> Quentin Tarantino acting in it just because okay. okay. um, Florence Pugh because she can do anything. Michael Sarah, Brian Cox <laughs> and all the characters from succession, like all the actors from Succession. who's composing
0: the music? What does it sound like?
1: Nicholas Bertel is definitely composing the music like a lot of like the classical mixed with maybe some spacey
0: vibes. Um, when you said Michael Sarah, just jumping back, I thought of who I want my secondary perspective to be. I want Michael Sarah's a movie from you haven't seen Barbie yet, but a movie from his perspective in mm-hmm. Barbie. I want a whole movie about <laughs> Michael Sarah's perspective. A lot of people said he didn't have enough like, yeah, screen time. That's why I'm so curious. Like, what was he doing? <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, I'm excited about that hypothetical movie. Um, back to your movie. Okay, so we have the actors, we have the premise, we have the music. Um, it's funny. How long is it? Less than a hundred minutes. Any important details that should be in this movie?
1: Um, I'm going to release it on the same day as another popular movie. <laughs> so it can be
0: an event. <laughs> that. Okay. Question for you. If you were to program TCM for a night, what three movies would you be playing?
1: First I would play. It's a wonderful life. Cute. It's a very, yeah, very classic. Um, Probably one of the movies that made me fall in love with movies. Fanny and Alexander, another like christmas E movie. And then maybe like Vertigo, something. Yeah.
0: Vertigo, great movie. I'm so impressed by you. All the movies you can name drop. Like, I sit here and I talk to people about movies all the time. And if I were in your shoes, I just would draw a blank. So I'm very impressed by you. Well, you made me feel very, like, comfortable. So thank you. Okay, well, I am so glad that you came on. Uh, Your TikTok is really fun. I love checking it out. Thank you. Um, Before we head out, do you want to do a little plug for your TikTok or whatever you have coming up? Oh, yes. Follow... Jillian
1: Loves Films on TikTok. Um, I'm hoping, I hope I go to more, like, screenings and stuff when the strike is over. But,
0: yeah, follow Jillian Loves Films. Yeah. And do you have one final kind of movie that you think those listening should for sure, for sure, for sure watch?
1: Oh, um, a Vietnamese documentary called Living As One Should. If you love philosophical films that also deal with culture and... Just the meaning of life. Watch living as one should. Yes. Amazing. <laughs>
0: Thank you. Thank now, you so much. Of course. Now it's time to get lost. Bye. Okay. Bye. <laughs> if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to leave us five stars in Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. Make sure to follow our Instagram at It's Intermission Time and share with your friends. Yes. As always, Intermission is produced by Duzil Chu and Olivia Deaton, directed by Kaden Laroki and of course, hosted by yours truly, Megan Braun. Be sure to say your prayers and visit the synagogue on all platforms.